what's good, my brother? What's good, fam? Yo, you really think we're going to make it in time for the show? We got good time. I got you, G. Go ahead and pop the tape in. Hey, we kicking it old school? <laughs> DJ, this beat is dope. This KB new school, you gotta be kicking it old school. Yo, DJ 9D, DJ the greatest, run that back.
Yeah, yeah, I had to start off like that. It's your boy DJ90 up in the building, and I have a special, special guest up in the building tonight. We have Miss Airy Soul. How you doing, Queen? Hey, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to have you. <laughs> Thank as you. As well as your husband. What's your name again, brother? My name is Darian. Darian, man, holding it down for the whole team, man. Appreciate you for being here, King. Appreciate you, appreciate you. So... Before we get into the, all the goodies, you know, it's only right, it's only humane to talk about what's been going on these past few, well, might be, might as well say the whole year mm-hmm. with this Pretty pandemic, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's really important to point, you know, certain things out when it comes to that. So how did the pandemic affect you in any way? Um, well, I can't honestly say the pandemic didn't really affect affect me as much as far as um jobs or anything like that if anything um before the pandemic my husband was working at a church and um this is something that we thought like we really wanted to do for our family like him just working in full-time ministry and everything Mm. and um he felt like God was telling him like it's time to move on like you need to um pretty much go like you you need to like leave this job like working at the church and he was like kind of tied I'm stuck between the two because he's like I want to provide for my family but I also feel like God is telling me to go somewhere else right. and so um basically he had like a near death experience where he got attacked by bees and yellow jackets yeah yellow jackets. yellow jackets are you serious? Swan- yes yeah, yes in the face the head the if, neck yeah, like, if you don't mind me asking how did that even occur so like, um I pretty much was cutting grass, like, in the middle of, like, acres of just open field. Right. So I ran over um, on the the zero-turn lawnmower. I ran over um, an in-ground nest. And, you know, when one, when you smack one and kill one, they send off hormones and pheromones to alert the other ones. Right. So at that point, I was swarmed. I was covered in them. Oh, wow. Like, in my face, my head. Like they were combing stingers out of my hair at the hospital. Are you serious? It was it was terrible. How long was the recovery, man? A couple days. Um, surprisingly, you know, it didn't take long. But you know, I had a lot of muscle lockup, so like my arms were stiff, my legs were stiff. It was hard right. to move. But oh, yeah, man. yeah. So that was before the pandemic. Um, and so that kind of led him to be like, okay, yeah, I definitely need to like listen and go to like have another job. And so, um. Basically, he we were looking for another job for him for like seven, not seven months, like no, three like or four, good, three or four months, like two or three months, two or three mm-hmm. months. We were looking for him another job, and every job opportunity that came up, we was like, "This is not it." Like, no, not this, not this. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, he had got a job offer to work at an ambulance service. Mm-hmm. And so during the pandemic, this is all happening like before right the before pa- the right pandemic before did. the pandemic had wow. started. And so when he went to or got the job at the ambulance services, that's exactly at the time where people started losing their jobs because right. um, of COVID. So he had a secure job, but if he was working at the church, all the churches was closed down. So when he felt like God was telling him, you need to move to another job mm-hmm. or you need to move on, at the time we was like, we don't understand why, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're feeling like this. But then once he left and worked at the ambulance service, we understood because that job was so secure and he was in demand because mm-hmm. right. so, cause of the COVID patients. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how it affected me, like, during the pandemic. Like, we 
I felt like it was a blessing that he had a secure job during the pandemic because right. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. So staying at home with the kids, like, that was just my—that's that's what I did even before the pandemic. So right. I didn't really have any effect, but there was a blessing in that he—we never skipped a beat when it came to finances or his job at all. So hey, that's, that's a blessing because yeah. I know a lot of people don't have that, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, look— <laughs> Yeah, it, it affected a lot of people as well as killed over 200,000 people. You right. Know what I'm saying? And my condolences, my truly, truly condolences um, to all the families out there. And I also wanted to point out the riots. Mm. What were go- What was going through y'all head, you know, when the riots was happening? Like, Oh, yeah. Well, for ahead. me personally, um, because being at the ambulance service, I was kind of like, I was able to listen to the, the 911 calls, the radios right, that would, right. would go out. And for me, I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, I've had my own run-ins with, you know, law enforcement. And, you know, I've I've had history of, you know, the racial prejudice. So, like, it took a while for it to really register. But when it hit right. me, it hit me. Right. Like, it hit me really hard. And I had to pull over one day because I work overnight. So, on my way home in the morning, mm. I'm driving through Cobb County. Mm-hmm. Cop after cop after cop after mm-hmm. cop. And I'm, I pull to the side and I'm like, man, like, let me check and make sure everything is okay. Because I could die today for a taillight. Right. You know, right. And so that that like really, really hit me hard. But in regard to the riots, um, I'm a believer in in that we can keep peace and still, you know, spread the same message. You know, so every message doesn't have to be executed through aggression and, you know, um, just completely destroying what's ultimately ours. You know, Mm -hmm. we destroyed our own community. So I feel like there's a lot of different effective ways to communicate a message other than just that. Now, do I have compassion for it? Yes. But did I feel like it was the ultimate way of doing things? No. Mm. Yeah, and I, I can definitely say that I think the compassion part is really necessary because I think people are just experiencing a lot of pain. Right. Because this is, like, our community is family. So there is just a certain, like, I guess just comfort that we have in our in the African-American community when it comes to, like, just seeing each other. Right. You know, we don't even have to know each other, but we know that's one of us. You know what I mean? And so when it comes to that, I think, like, people were just trying to take out their anger in the best way that they felt like they knew how. But I think, just like my husband's saying, like, there's other ways to go about it. Um, he's My husband's a thinker, so... When when all this was happening, he was like, "We need to get in like legislation or what, you know, just right. get into um, to cha- actually change and affect the community." And I was t- I was telling him, "I'm like, you need to come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be sick. like, you need to come on and help because not everybody feels like they have a voice right. to actually do it themselves." So, um, I, yeah, I feel like that was you know that's really important because you know when you talk about voting and you know making your vote count. A lot of people think it's just the presidents, you mm-hmm. know. It's mm-hmm. they don't look at you know the policies, lo- poli- the, yeah, just the whole list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's very important. So let's get into this album. I want to get into this album because I felt like this was very, it was inspirational to me. Yeah. You know, when I heard it the first time, unique, of course, uniquely made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really had me sit back and think on. You know my purpose in the world. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. You know, and praise God. Yes, yeah. praise God. Most definitely, <laughs> it, it couldn't have came out a perfect time than this. You know, oh, especially wow. in the middle of a pandemic when it seems to it seems to me that everybody's losing hope. And yeah, not not really. You know, commit to the Most High. Yeah, commit yeah, to the Most High. You know, um, and 
it's amazing what you could come up with when you're just inspired and driven of uniqueness yeah mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so tell me well for one i know where you got the name from <laughs> beautiful name great choice and what's mm -hmm. the other queen i mean princess name um oh that's emma so emma. i have a two-year-old named eden and then i have a nine-month-old named emma Mm. Mm -hmm. And so Eden was actually, it's actually like two meanings to it. Right. So Eden, um, she's my daughter. And so this album was written at the time from when she was born to um, like her second birthday. I think I mm -hmm. completed the album in about like two years. Yeah. And so um, basically Eden also represents in the beginning where in Genesis, if you if you look at the Bible in Genesis, it talks about how Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. Right. But when I was reading it, I was realizing like, okay, Eden wasn't just this garden, but also it was symbolic of God's presence. So everything was good, everything was perfect. There was no um like fighting, no lying, no stealing, no the things that's going on in the world today. Like right. when God had established Eden, it was perfect from the beginning because when he made it, he said everything was good. Right. And so the project is basically talking about how um, we we were in this state of Eden. But when sin or rebellion from God came into the world, that's when you have all of these um, like murders and like um, even with Cain and Abel, right. uh, Adam and Eve's sons, they killed. Well, one of them killed his own brother yeah. right after sin came into the world. And so you see that same repeat, like even when people talk about, you know, black on black crime or stuff like that, you see people killing their own brothers. You see people stealing, lying, manipulating, cheating, you know, families being torn apart. And that was after the rebellion from God. And so the whole album is talking about how we were in this perfect state with God, but then over time, because of our own rebelliousness against him, we failed. But then there was reconciliation through Christ. Right. So I think another um important point to point out, because there was a lot of intention that went behind the album, just mm -hmm. from the order of the track list to, you know, just everything. The lyrics intentional. Right. So from beginning to end, if you look at um, each song and you kind of like listen to the theme of each song, mm -hmm. it's really going from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation and right. its theme. Right. So I think that that was important um, to kind of point out because it kind of helps you follow along with the story of the album. I seen, I believe there was the first track, mm -hmm. the first and second track. It was called mm -hmm. Genesis. Genesis, yeah. yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. I like the order and, you know, all that, and especially with unique. Um, uniquely made. Un yeah, uniquely mm -hmm. made. The message you gave behind it, just the true meaning <laughs> yeah. behind it. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you grew up in church, obviously, both of y'all. No, I actually didn't. So, I, you know, of course, you go to, to church, you know, vacation Bible school. Right, you go right. with grandma on Easter. But I wasn't really cultivated in a, in a church going home, mm. you know. So I went occasionally because I had to, okay. you know. So I straight off went and did my own thing, got yeah. involved in some really, really, really deep stuff. Yeah. Um, and it took me to the point to where I, I even went homeless and was on drugs for a while. Word. You know, so um, radically, like, God renewed my life. You know, there's mm. so many things, and it's a really, really long story, but to keep it brief, like, I had things that I was dealing with, you know, uh, abandonment issues, rejection issues, daddy issues, just all kinds of stuff, and I yeah. let all of that pain and hurt just turn me into something else that I wasn't. You right. know, and it took for God to use my wife, who wasn't my wife then, mm. to show me a mirror. Like, this is what's going on in your life. Right. Like, this is a, a, a product of, you know, everything that you've ever experienced. Right. And you don't have to stay here. You know, so she 
she communicated the gospel to me in a way that I've never heard before. Mm. You know, we hear, oh, Jesus died for your sins, but I didn't really get it. Understand until it, yeah. Then. You know, so at that point, that's when God, God brought her into my life. Yeah. So, so how did you turn everything around? <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I can say it wasn't me by myself that turned everything around because God kept putting him like on my heart for six months. So right. how did y'all meet? I'm sorry. Yeah. So we met at a 420 concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we met at a 420 concert. Okay. This is before I um like started dedicating my life to Christ and everything. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yes, our story is hilarious because God, God yeah. got jokes now. Like, you would never think Most we definitely. met at a 420 concert. But, yeah, so I had a band called The Black Garden. And this is when I was, like, in new age, kind of, like, just my hippie type stuff. Like, right. I was just kind of exploring spirituality. Like, I didn't really believe—I didn't believe in Jesus. I didn't believe in none of that. So mm. when um when I was—well, sorry, go back. I was— um. At a 420, I got invited to come to a 420 concert with my band, and I'm on stage, and I'm like, can somebody bring me a blunt? Can somebody bring me a blunt? Mind you, there's like four or 500 people in this place. Like, it's packed, and she's up on the risers performing. And so this is right when I walk in the building. She's like, can somebody bring me a blunt? Somebody bring me a blunt. And she said it like three or four times. I'm like, everybody in here smoking. So then I'm like, all right, let me walk all the way from the back through the whole crowd, because I've Obviously, nobody else is going to do it. So right. I walked up, and you know, that's how we met. Oh, yeah, wow. so through that's a blunt. yes, through a blunt. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Hey. But yes, that's how we met. And then we started dating. He reached out to me through social media and was like, I'm the guy, you know, that passed you a blunt. <laughs> so we started dating, but eventually um, we ended up breaking up because. I end up getting to a point where I was so heavily invested into this spirituality that, like, my mind, it it took my mind to a whole nother place. Like, the only thing I could really communicate at one point was, what's your zodiac sign? Um, You, uh, the universe is telling me this, or the stars is in, in this, or just, it was just about the moon and just everything that I was consumed in. Right. A lot of occult um, philosophy. A, yeah, a lot of occult, new age philosophy. And the Bible calls it witchcraft. And literally, that's all that we were in. You know, sage, meditation, yoga, everything that people are pretty much into right now. Right. But the thing the about that is, we didn't know that it was wrong according to what the Bible said. Because we, the Bible wasn't. I mean, we yeah, we didn't go by what the Bible like. We we kind of just did whatever we wanted to do, and so basically, I got to a point to where I couldn't communicate anymore. Like I was just so far gone that my mom had ended up calling the hospital, and she told them that I was suicidal. But I wasn't. She just, the the ambulance people would come if it's a suicide call. Right. So she pretty much called them. I went to the went to the hospital. They realized, okay, she's not stable. Like, something's wrong with her, like, mentally. So I ended up going to a psych ward for seven days. Mm. And when I was there, my one of my aunts I never met before came to pray for me. And when she prayed for me, that was the first time I ever experienced God's presence. Mm. So she prayed for me, and I'm like, I've been meditating, doing yoga, all of this, and I never experienced anything like that right. through a prayer. And so then she gave me um, 
uh, she typed up this spiritual, she called it a spiritual warfare prayer, and all that was in it was Bible scriptures. Mm. And so when I was in that cycle where I just kept praying Bible scriptures over and over and over, and that's what renewed my mind. My mom didn't allow them, because at the time I was only 17, and so my mom didn't allow them to give me any medicine or anything like that, but what I had was the Word of God. Right. And so I realized, I was like, Jesus, are you real? Like, because <laughs> I didn't know that I could be transformed or my mind could be healed by scripture. You know, I never, I never knew that. So then once I encountered that, I let go of like all the things that I was doing. I stopped smoking, stopped going to parties, like all of that. And I was like, God, I want to follow you because nobody could have loved me this way. Nobody could have done this for me besides you. And so basically we had broken up because no, Darian, don't even say it because I already know what you're going to say. Don't even say it. <laughs> it's not the time. <laughs> He's going to say, go ahead, tell Okay, him. so pretty much. <laughs> Uh-oh, spill the, it. The night she went to the hospital was um, like, it was, I think, two weeks before Christmas of 2015. Okay, wow. Yeah, okay. so, um, no, 2016, I'm sorry. Okay. So um, pretty much what happens is after she goes to the the psych ward or whatever, she comes back, she calls me, and I didn't go by my my government name at that point. Mm -hmm. So she calls me, she's like, hey, man, I speak to Darian. I'm like, yo, stop playing on my phone. Like, who is this? (laughs) She's like, this is Arian. And she didn't go by Arian either. So I'm like, all right, who's playing on my phone? She's like, you know, um, hey, no, it's me. And I just want to let you know, it's either me and Jesus or you and the devil. You got to (laughs) choose. I'm like... What does that mean? <laughs> she said, yeah, um, it's either me and Jesus or you and the devil. You got to make a choice. And so at wow. this time, that's the only thing I knew. I'm like, I I had realized, I'm like, everything I was in was wrong. <laughs> like, it was just a reality shock right. to me because I never thought that, like, something could be so white or black. You know, like, w- the culture that we live in now teaches us, like, there's really no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... Want to go cheat? If yeah, do what makes you happy. If you want to go cheat on your wife, people don't even see that as a crime anymore. Like they don't see it as something that is like repulsive or something that's just like you know you shouldn't be doing that. It's kind of like well that's how they felt at the time. They just did it. You know and you got to. And that's part of the test, right? Then mm-hmm. you know there's like that... no standard of morality anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But yeah, our story uh, is so long. I don't even know how we got on that part. I, but. I, I'm gonna I'm touch on it one bit, and I just wanna, you know, from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. from hearing y'all stories, man, y'all are completely made for each other. Oh, thank oh, you. God makes no mistakes at all because <laughs> right. you know, again, everybody has their purpose. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. is uniquely made yes. for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, uh, I don't want to get into it. I want to, uh, should I get it? Okay, we're going to play this joint called Slow Down. Okay. This one, it's, yeah. it's one of my favorite ones, you know, you know, out of the whole bunch of them, you know. And, um, yeah, man, you now kicking it old school every Thursday at 8. We have no other than Aerie Soul and Darian. Well, Darian, right? I yes. Call you Darian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we'll be right back.
Yo, it's your boy DJ9D, and I'm here to let y'all know that TD Kennels of South Florida is an up-and-coming pure-breed kennel who specializes in sizes and temperament. Check out their social media page at TD Kennels on Instagram or call them at 561-299-7655. That's 561-299-7655. Be sure to support Black-owned business. Peace. And we back, y'all. It's your boy DJ 9D here, kicking the old school every Thursday at 8 with the queen herself, Airy Soul. Hey, everybody. And her husband, the king himself. There he is. <laughs> yeah, man. But now nah, we got these two lovely people up in the building, man, kicking the old school with us. And I'm very honored. Uh, what y'all just heard was that Slow Down, you know, off of the Eater album, um, available on all platforms. You know, just be sure to you know, support the sister and her movement. And, you know, it's nothing but positive vibes. If y'all at home quarantining, chilling, need to reevaluate yourself a little bit, you know, that's the perfect album to listen to, man. But let's get back into it. Who was the producer of that album? So the producer of Eden is uh, J-Mo Dijon, which is one of my close friends. I've been knowing him since the ninth grade. Mm. And um, he's just an all-around awesome musician, producer. Um, so we've been work. We was working on that album for like two years, and he just he was so patient with me through the process. So yeah, Jamo Dijon. Jamo Dijon, that's what's up, man. Uh, now, um, how was the you know process of making that album? Like just you know studio time. How was the vibe in the room? Oh, okay, yeah. Me and um, Jamo, we are like. Like, that's like my brother. So <laughs> we kind of just connect musically. Mm-hmm. Um, we had made another project before this. Um, it was called Emotions. And that was kind of like our project that we just, like our rough draft. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and that happened back in like 2014. And so coming into like 2018 where like I have matured, I went through so much life experience. Right. Um, 
every time we got in the studio, we pretty much just talked about what I was maybe experiencing or what I was feeling or what I had experienced. And the chemistry is was always just good because he let me just be me. And he didn't try to, like, make me conform to what he thought would be good or, you know, he just accepted everything that I was producing or everything that I was writing. And then he was still himself. Like, he didn't try to, like make a churchy album with me because I didn't want a churchy album, you know, Um, which is nothing wrong with with churchiness because I got people who I love, like Ja'Kalen Carr, Tasha Cobb, like people like that that I love and they're in their lane. But I didn't want to uh, allow the the tradition of the church, of what gospel music should be, to pretty much make my music into something that I know that it wasn't. So. I still stuck stuck to the neo soul feel. We knew that that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to pretty much grab the attention of people who may not ever step foot in the church, you know. And honestly, that kind of um, you know just again from the outside looking in, that kind of drew me closer to your album mm-hmm. just because it's not that stereotypical mm-hmm. album of just you know gospel music, and it's actually groovy and it's actually yeah. funky. And it right, got that right. Boom, bap to it a little <laughs> bit. So I like that, you know. I like the fact that you 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 bringing that Kurt Franklin, yes, yeah, Kurt Franklin yes. approach to it. So <laughs> I just thought that was kind of dope, you know what I'm saying? So who is well, which uh, which artist inspired you, you know, just to become an artist yourself? Mm-hmm. Which artist ex- inspires me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly have to say that the people who have inspired me was family because I grew up in a a family that a lot of people um, or a lot of people in my family, they could sing. Mm -hmm. And so from like my cousins and my aunts, um, they all could sing. And so I grew up really looking at my aunt um, singing in the house. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I just want to do that. And so growing up, I can say that I tried not to really allow other people's music to really like, influenced me so much because I didn't want to sound like anybody and I wanted to just just be me like you know uniquely made like I just wanted to just (laughs) whatever came out of me I just wanted that to just be sincerely to me you know and I can say that I do listen to like some worship music and stuff like that but it's completely different than what I do but I listen to that to keep me grounded so um, one person that I really like is um, William McDowell I like Jonathan McReynolds I don't know if you know Jonathan McReynolds I um, I like Molly Music that's my guy right there Mm. Molly Music is fire Um, but I think just as far as like influencing I don't really look at any artist like I just want to be like that or I want to right. you know I don't know I just mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> and and I love the fact that you took it upon yourself to be in your own lane mm-hmm. you know because I remember seeing a video um I think it was posted not too long ago of just you having your point of view on today's genre of music yeah. of just what you got to do what you got to be like yeah. how you got to look how you got to sound to just mm-hmm. be even relevant right exactly Exactly, you know so i love the fact that you pointed out your uniqueness and wanted approach wanted to approach it in this way Mm -hmm. you know um who would you rather collaborate with um i would definitely want to collab with molly music just because molly music i feel like he's in he's like if i had a lane i feel like that would be my lane like molly music is very 
soulful. Soulful, but he's also mm-hmm. spiritual, and he combines the two really well. Like, it's not, like, corny, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's... Because, honestly, for a long time, I didn't like gospel rap, like, the stuff that they play on the <laughs> radio, because I'm like, this is low-key, like, really corny, but I like when right. people can make the gospel sound, like... It's just real, and you also feel good listening to it. So right. definitely Molly Music. I really like this new band called Infinity Song, mm. and they're coming up, upcoming, so they're not really, um, like, super well-known, but they're a collective of um, brothers and sisters, and mm. they all play instruments, and they're really, really dope. Um, it's like five of them. Right? Yeah, five of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like Jonathan McReynolds as well, so, yeah. So if I wanted... To have Miss Every Soul perform at a charity event mm-hmm. or uh, a hospital or anything for like you know the youth or anything of that, what will I have to do in order to book her and have her come to the event? Oh, okay, so you would go to my website, AerySoulMusic.com, um, and you would go to where it says booking, and you would write in all the information for. Um, yeah, you would write in all inf- information for the event, and then we will go from there, and we'll talk about, like, you know, what your budget is, and and then we'll see if you can have me there. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the best event you performed at? The best event I performed at? Hmm. We Buy Black. Oh, yeah. I just performed at We Buy Black. Um, uh, What was that, August last year? Last year? Mm-hmm. Around August, and so... I can definitely say that was really good, um, just being around, like, you know, just community and everything, and um, I got to play my electric guitar, and it was really dope. They treated me really, really nice. Um, I also performed at the Masquerade in, like, 2014, Mm. and I headlined a show at the Masquerade, and that was really, really cool, because I don't even know how I headlined that show. Like, I don't even know how it felt, like, the way that it did, like... It just, I think somebody put it on, was just like, okay, I'm going to let you headline. I'm like, okay, well. And then I think that show sold out, and it was pretty cool. So I think that as well. That's what's up, man. See, look, everybody, y'all hear that? Call in 4460387708 if y'all need any type of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about right now. What? Yeah, right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you know, just make sure everything all safe in quarantine. Right, and, right. And all that good stuff like that. So. <laughs> What was the first, because I see you playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. Is there any type of other instrument you you play? I don't play anything else, but I do want to play piano. Mm. Um, but I started playing the guitar in ninth grade at Carver School of the Arts. And, um, yeah, I learned how to play from my music, my music tech teacher. And he was really dope. Like, he taught me pretty much a lot of everything, basically everything I know about guitar right now. And then... Um, I just kind of kept exploring with the instrument. But, yeah, I definitely would want to learn how to play piano, too. I feel you on that one. Yeah. My brother, y'all right over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sucking it all in, man. <laughs> but, nah, um, you know, going back way in, you know, in the, the beginning of the whole thing of, of just you creating your album and doing your thing, what are certain do you write it down do you record yourself mm-hmm. are you just going off the dome like- yeah so a lot of what i do um a lot of the songs off of the album 
were songs that I had wrote on my guitar first. So in mm. the way that I write on my guitar or how I come up with these songs is I'll just start playing some chords and then I'll just freestyle, like, okay, whatever I'm feeling with the chords. And then I'll I'll record it, like, while I'm freestyling. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounded, you know, that sound really nice. So right. let me go back and, like, write what I just wrote and then I'll just keep flowing like that. And then once I get to the studio, I'll lay down my vocals and my guitar mm. And then J-Mo, he will produce around the track. Okay. So everything is, like, written by me. And then we'll just sit there and we're like, okay, what do you hear? Do you hear any drums on this? Do you hear any, you know, strings mm-hmm. on this? And then we'll just literally build the the um, the beat around it. Shout right. out J-Mo. J-Mo fire. Yeah, he's fire. Shout out to J-Mo. Because <laughs> I'm definitely vibing out to that joint. No, I had that thing on repeat. I swear I mm-hmm. did. All, like, my morning, before I wake up, when I when I wake up, I just have it on repeat. Yes. When I go out to my date, I have it on repeat. <laughs> it's just something about that song that makes you feel good. Yeah. You know? And I was going to ask you about writer's block, but, I mean, I feel like it's a gift from God, so it's it, no obstacle. It is a gift from God, but when I'm stressed out, it's hard for me to write. Like, mm. if I'm in a place to where I'm like, okay, I could just breathe, and I'm relaxing, I'm good, and I don't feel, like, any pressure to write, mm-hmm. then it just comes out, and I'm just flowing. Or... Right. Honestly, too, it's weird because that's when I'm alone, that if I feel like my day has been stressful, then I can't really get into the mode of writing. Um, But it's weird because if I'm out, like, I do this thing for every one of my shows where I literally will create a song on the spot. So I'll ask, like, the audience, like, give me two words or something, and we'll write a song right there. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's really an experience. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's crazy. Like, Like, off the wall. Yeah, like, uh, for my live recording, um somebody yelled out worship so we went in like they it wasn't a worship song either it was just like we was just like you know and they had like the funkiest yes it was so it was just like we was just rocking to it and then with somebody yelled out banana and the way that i went in they was not (laughs) (laughs) they was not expecting it because it's like how do you write a song to banana like i ain't gonna hold you like I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Like, really? Who makes a song about a banana? Yes, hey, like, man. and they was literally in there like everybody hey. was like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Y'all don't got this thing recorded. Yes, Where is we that? do, but I haven't released it yet. I, yeah. I haven't released oh, it yet. Man. <laughs> so, yo, uniquely made. The video is phenomenal. Thank you. I love the concept of just being around family and friends. And again, it's just going to what's relatable today Mm -hmm. of just people not able to see their friends or family. And it just gives you some type of good feeling in you. So Mm -hmm. how was it making, you know, since like the beginning of the day to the end, how was it making the video for Uniquely Made? Um, So... It was so impromptu, right, with the Uniquely Made video. Um, So the day before, I actually called the videographers, and I was like, y'all, I'm having a party at my house. I know this is last minute, but can y'all come tomorrow to, like, shoot? Mm. Um, And so, because I was thinking, I'm like, this would be great content. And I didn't even know what video I was going to shoot it for. I'm like, at the last minute, I called J-Mo, 
I'm like, what video, what song do you think that I should do this video to? And he was mm-hmm. like, you should definitely do Uniquely Made. So I'm like, okay, let's just do it. And so the whole time people were coming in, if you see like all my friends coming in, yeah. they didn't even know that it was a video. Like they didn't mm-hmm. know we were shooting. So they see camera people, they're like, what's going on? I'm like everybody just stay natural. Stay we natural. just gonna, <laughs> you know, flow like they're not even here. And that's what we did. And like the way that you see everybody just, you know, bonding and being right. around each other. Ugh. It was literally it's literally how we are all the time, right. you know. And so those people that came to my birthday party are like some of my friends that I really enjoy just being around. And so it was just good to get that content and for them to like get the shots and everything that right. they did and just the way that they did it, it was really, yeah, yeah it just turned out really good. Especially, that was her 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. That was her 21st birthday? Yeah, you know, so she's got, like, a whole video to commemorate. <laughs> 21st birthday. 21st birthday. Like, know? that's, look, man, you forever 21. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a plug. Yeah. But, no, um, it's funny that he says that because people think that we're way older than we are, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just because we're married, we have two babies, and, like, we're homeowners, you know, different stuff like that. Right. So it's literally God's grace. Like, mm-hmm. we couldn't, none of the stuff that we have or have done, we couldn't have done it without God because it's no way that, like he was saying, he was homeless on drugs. Like, I was really involved in drugs at one point as well. And, mm-hmm. like, I was saying I had went through the psych ward and all of that. Right. P- some people never get out of psych wards. Some people never get out of being homeless, oh, yeah. you know. So That's for definitely. us to be able to, like, have a family and be able to encourage other people in their journey of life, like that's nothing but God. Because mm-hmm. we know that we should have still been what we were, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So no, yeah. No, 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 don't say that. <laughs> I mean I don't should, think so. I, I, think I, I, no, I'm not saying that we definitely like I, I we get need, what you know? <laughs> I get what you're saying. I'll just give you a hard time. Man, before we get into this joint, uh, y'all need to check this video out on YouTube on all platforms. I'm pretty sure they there. Um, it's uniquely made. You know, it was made on the, uh, her 21st birthday, Miss Every Soul 21st birthday, and she has something to always remember. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Wow, so, that's true. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah. So what y'all are about to hear is uniquely made, and anybody that's listening, just know that God made you in your own unique way. And no matter what society says or anybody else says, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And so this is uniquely made.
Let me just let me just let that sink in a little bit. Let me just <laughs> let it sink in a little bit. Yo, it's your boy DJ Ninety, and I must say that was a wonderful, 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 inspirational song. And um, I couldn't help but see the the video in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying of just the laughs and the good times yeah. and those precious moments that is literally priceless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So big up to y'all and just the whole movement. Word up. Shout out Grade A Concepts for their amazing, amazing video. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yo. Uh, it, it seemed like everybody in that video know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't think they walked up in there like they... <laughs> they did all that, you know, showing all the angles, putting the balloon over top of the right, head, right, right, right. You know, doing their thing, but nah, you know, um, you know, it's 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 such a good, a breath of fresh air just to know that somebody's out there, not following mm-hmm. nobody else but yeah. themselves, you know, being mm-hmm. unique. So we only got what a few more minutes. Um, any other albums coming out soon, or what we doing? Um. Not anything right now. This okay. project, we're just going to let this sit and mm. just, you know, see what happens. Like, just continue to um, 
spread the message like definitely about being uniquely made but ultimately just about the gospel of jesus christ that you know we mm. were um it's a scripture that says while we were yet sinners christ died for us and literally that means like seeing somebody who didn't have anything who was broken who was falling apart who was just all in their own mess like somebody literally gave their life for somebody that no like people would have forgotten and that was me like i feel like i was once rejected forgotten talked about laughed about but then christ seen me it was like no i want you and that's a message that i feel like a lot of people need to hear that they're not forgotten that somebody came and died for them so that they could have a relationship with God again. And that emptiness, that um, lack of peace, the lack of joy, the depression, the anxiety, all of those things um, through a relationship with God can not only just be healed, but also that can be fulfilled. Like that hole will be replaced. Real unconditional love. Yeah, real unconditional love. That seems like a trend nowadays, but God truly does offer unconditional love. He doesn't want anything from you. Before he loves you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point, right? There. <laughs> he don't want nothing from you before he loves, and that's a that, Word. that's a misconception. I think a lot of people think about church like I got to get myself together before I got to come to church, and mm-hmm. it's like literally that's not what the Bible says. The Bible literally right. says that God will take you just like you are and bring you to Himself because even though you not per- you're not perfect and you don't have everything together, He still sees us and He still loves us, and I just think like that's what I want for people to know. And then stemming from that, like, you are uniquely made. You are beautiful, created by God, you know, all of those things. Um, Yeah, so. I believe that, Mm -hmm. man. That's what's up, man. And again, I appreciate y'all for coming through, showing some love. You know, you always have a home here. And, um, yeah, so um, I want to answer one more question before I go. Okay. Um, You know, just due to all this hate in the world mm-hmm. you know everybody can't fix everything i mean one person really can't fix everything but i want to know your role into just every day waking up purpose to just make music inspire others yeah and like when you wake up in the morning what's your first thought when you wake up mm-hmm. like that's a good question because right now, just being completely honest, like I am really struggling being a stay-at-home mom because I have a two-year-old and a nine-month-old, mm. and it is very hard because you're basically sacrificing your life literally every day, like taking care of somebody who can't take care of themselves. Right. And so I hear crying, all of this. But like to answer your question, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about, okay. Who will they be if I continue to sacrifice for them? You know, so I think like my music really, it inspires people not just because of who I put myself out there to be in the public, but who I am behind the scenes, you know, because we can do a lot of stuff like in front of people like this is who I am. I feed the homeless. I take care of, you know like people who are not getting water across the country like you know what I'm saying like you can show people like all these acts of service but that's not really who you are and behind closed doors it really isn't gonna leave a lasting impression I think just my family is my family is the foundation to my music because if I'm not grounded with my family and I'm not taking care of their needs first that everything I'm doing for other people is just going to fall apart because exactly. it's there's no root to what I'm doing if that makes sense and no, that's yeah purpose. so yeah what about you brother 
first thing I, I think of when I wake up in the morning, I honestly, I have to assess, like, where am I at? You know, where have I been? Like, how do I feel waking up? Because I think it's hard to know where you're going until you can realize where you're at. Right. You know, so for me, like when I first wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I know that I have A through LMNOP to do today. (laughs) But before I address anything else, let me make sure I'm good because I'm no good to anyone else until I can be good to me. You know, so I think and then even the Bible talks about love your neighbor as you would love yourself but we put so much focus on loving other people that we don't know how to love ourselves you know when service is service. <laughs> right right because you hitting them on the head tonight with it you hitting man. them on the head but that's mm. what's up man I, i'm really i know i said this so many times but i'm so truly happy for y'all Thank you know you. i see the genuine really love that. And just, just it's pure. Mm-hmm. It's really pure. And I got this next joint that um I want to dedicate to y'all to. Oh, you man. know what I'm saying? You. you know, a little, you know, a little <laughs> sometimes. <something, laughs> you know. <laughs> but when y'all come back, I'll make sure I have everything laid out. I usually have like you know a few fruits and waters and okay. stuff it's there. So, so good, man. Yeah. we appreciate just being yeah, here. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> Word though. Oh. Uh, I almost forgot where they can find you at on IG. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at Airy Soul Music, E R I S O U L Music. And then um, on Facebook, you can, my page on Facebook is Airy Soul, E R I S O U L. And then don't forget about my website, AirySoulMusic.com. We got merch. Um, we got merch. Yeah, we have merch. Yes. So we have t shirts, uniquely made t shirts. Um, They come in autumn, like a burnt orange color, an olive green, and a mustard color. And so, yeah, y'all go to the website. That's what's up, my brother. Oh, I'm actually not on social media. But, you know, if I need to be reached, you can reach me through her. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's healthy. That's, that's real healthy. <laughs> but, no, thank y'all for kicking the old school with us. And I'm going to play this joint for y'all, man. I think y'all really like it. Okay. All right? Hey, okay. smooth.
Thank y'all for tuning in to the hottest show in Atlanta, where we take you back with the trash that's all of that, kicking the old school from the real 1100.